Legislation before Congress would encourage more cyber threat information sharing among various governmental jurisdictions and the private sector. But a lot of sharing of cyber threats already occurs through the Sector Information Sharing and Analysis Centers. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be joined again by Will Pelgren, founder and chief executive of the Center for Internet Security, the not-for-profit that operates MSISAC, the Multi-State Information Sharing and Analysis Center, which he also founded and chairs. Welcome, Will. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. The aim of legislation before Congress, such as the Cyber Intelligence Sharing and Protection Act, commonly known as CISPA, is to encourage more cyber threat sharing information while protecting businesses against lawsuits and protect citizens' civil liberties and privacy. We'll get to CISPA in a moment. But first, what is the current state of cyber threat information sharing among various constituencies, the federal government, states, local governments, and the private sector? You know, I think it's the best that it's been. Not that we can't do better. We can always improve. But as you know, I've been doing this for a while now. And I can tell you that, you know, with the state, local, territorial, and tribal governments, which is our mission space, there's a huge difference just over the last few years in the ability to share information, meaning that our partners out there are understanding their environments better, understanding what's happening within those environments, but more importantly, their willingness to share that information, not just because it'll help them, but because they recognize that it will help a a greater community to be better protected. There's always improvements, but it really has, in my opinion, has been an amazing difference between just a few years ago. I credit a lot of that to the National Joint Operational Center called the NKIC, Floor, which I'm pleased to say we have two multi-state ISAC liaisons on the floor right now. As we sit next to DHS, as we sit next to other ISACs like the financial sector ISAC, the COM ISAC, FBI, and others that are in that joint operational floor, there's a lot of sharing of information that's been really beneficial. I've been a big believer. I think you know me well enough now to know that that's sort of the fiber of who I am. I believe in information sharing. You know, I started this back in 2002, right after the horrific events of of 9-11, about sharing information among state, local, and territorial and tribal governments in order to improve our cybersecurity posture in this country. I, I concluded after a while when I wasn't seeing a lot of sharing initially back then that, you know, we all had this feeling that people didn't want to share, and I don't believe that's really the case. I think it really was that we had to make it easier to share. We had to be make it so people don't have to think about sharing. And by having people who sit next to other people that cross those jurisdictional lines, that it really made it much easier. They didn't have to think, gee, I need to call Will Peregrine. Will Peregrine is right there. And it became more natural to do that. I've seen a a big difference in it. I'm pleased to say that CIS Multistate has seen a, a major growth in it and how much information we're sharing out to not only the government sector, but also to the private sector as well. And trying to visualize this. Okay, you mentioned NKIC. Are there literally people sitting next to each other uh, constantly? Is this something that you have meetings regularly? How, how does that work? For the NKIC, uh, which is, again, the Federal Joint Operational Floor, we have two staff members that are on the floor there that are there right now prime time, a little bit over prime time shift. So uh, they're not there 7 by 24, but they're there a good portion of the day 
it starts probably around 7 a.m. in the morning and probably the, the shift ends for the two individuals. They overlap a little bit, probably around 7 o'clock at, at night. We have a constant presence there. As you know, we run a 7 by 24 operational center here, and I'm pleased to say that that has now connectivity throughout all the, the states, the territories, and the, the local governments to be that 7x24 watch center to provide information. And I, I actually want to stress that information sharing for just sharing isn't the end state. The end state is what action can I take based upon the information that you're sharing. That's the criticality of all of this. It has to be at an actionable state so that we can do something about it. There's so much going on that we can get lost in the din of even information. So what we try to and we strive all the time to ensure that as we send out alerts, as we send out advisories, and last year alone we sent over 24,000 actionable alerts to our members and partners out there across the board, and some of that included some of the private sector as well as the federal government, but mostly for the state, local, territorial, and tribal governments. Those were actionable events. The number is much larger than that when you just look at warnings or informational events. When we talk about information sharing, what kind of information? We're, we're speaking now in early summer, and there's a lot of news going on about the NSA programs with sharing, which deals with metadata. What kind of information? Our operational center, we have partnerships with our state and local governments. What we're looking for is just malicious activity that's going on in their environments with their concurrence. Uh, we don't collect any personal sensitive data. It's looking for signatures. The analogy I give is that in the physical arena, when there's a crime that occurs that and the police show up, they look for that DNA, they look for that fingerprint that may be left on a desk or on a lamp or on some physical piece of, of structure. We're looking for that exact same type of thing on the Internet. So we have signatures that we get. We look for those signatures, and through our devices, when a signature lights up saying that we think we have a match, and then we contact our partners out there, and then we analyze that and make determination whether or not that's an actual event or not. And how is this information shared? It's shared in a number of ways. If you go to our website, you'll see that we have an alert map out there, uh, a public alert map. We will tell the general public what we believe the multi-state ISAC from a national perspective is at from a cyber side. For our individual partners, each of the states will look at their environment and rate their state each week as to what level of alert that they're at. And that alert is based on what consequences may be happening within their environment or what threat or vulnerability may be existing out there. We share information via many different mechanisms. We have emergency notification systems. We have secure portals. We have normal transmissions that, uh, you know, when it's not sensitive or personal information, Information that's being transmitted. The great news is the partners we have, and I believe this really is a collective effort, not an individual effort, is that the responsiveness of our partners is tremendous. We can't do this alone. We have to have solid partners. Very pleased that the Department of Homeland Security is our main partner out there as we move forward, and we collectively are working with the state, local, territorial, tribal governments to improve the collective posture. How effective has cyber threat information sharing been within? MSI second. By this, I mean, have serious cyber events been averted because of this information? The collective view is much more powerful than the singular view. What's happened is that we may see an event that may be going on in one jurisdiction, 
And if we left it with just notifying that one jurisdiction of that event, they may be able to remediate and we may be even able to prevent it in the first instance, but it didn't do anything for all those others that may be vulnerable. We have looked at and we've seen a number of different incidents that are out there that have actually been located in a couple of states, but that in reality, when we put out notices, 19 states may have been involved in that and were unaware of it at the time. And luckily that we were able to notify them prior to any consequence occurring. So, you know, a vulnerability that we had identified, it went out, they were able to see that it was there and remediate that before a consequence occurs. Yes, we've had some good success stories. I'm really pleased that we don't sit back on our laurels and say we're done. We Every day this is a day of be more vigilant than we were the day before. You mentioned earlier that you deal with other ISACs. Can you tell us a little bit about that kind of relationship? Absolutely. A great organization is the National Council of ISACs. The premise of that National Council is to bring multiple level of ISACs to the table in a meaningful way to not only, again, share actionable information, but to collectively look cross-sector lines. While we have our own primary responsibilities, we recognize that the dependencies and interdependencies among all of us is too great to ignore in order to be as secure as we can be, ensuring that we're all well-connected both by knowledge of who the other people are but also what we're doing within our environments and what's going on in those environments make a more secure state. You know, we all recognize there's no 100% security that's absolute, but there's a lot of things that are within our control. By taking those, we can minimize at least where we have to focus on the more egregious stuff that's outside our control. As I mentioned earlier, Congress is looking into the legislation to encourage more information sharing of cyber threats. Does Congress need to enact new legislation? Yeah, it's a great question, and I really don't have a, a great answer for you. Anything that would help facilitate information sharing at an actionable state is worthwhile, in my opinion, whether it's legislation, whether it's executive orders, whether it's just uh, because we believe it's the right thing to do. The whole concept is let's move forward. There are a lot of things that we could throw up as impediments, but there really are things that we can move forward with and, and don't look down the road so far that it becomes daunting. There's an old adage that it's the start that stops most of us, and I'm a big believer, let's just get going. Let's build this in the sky. You know, the expertise and the passion that we have throughout the sectors is tremendous, and everyone's trying to do the right thing. Sadly, I think it's still personality-driven. It's still relationship-driven, not title-driven. That's why I think these groups, such as the National Council of ISACs, are, are so important because it builds those relationships that are essential. You know, with the federal government, what they've done on the NCIC floor, again, has changed fundamentally how we interact. I don't want people to go away and say we're, we're there yet and that we don't need to do anymore. Every day is the new day for us. If we're not sharing information among the, the, the good guys out there, uh, the bad guys already know. And we're just doing ourselves a disservice. You know, I'm a lawyer by education. We need to look at the laws in a way that are not impediments, that this should be facilitating our ability to do what we need to do. I don't need to know everything. So, you know, some people think of information as power. I think of information sharing as power, that the power is this community of interest to ensure that our country is as secure as it can be. As a collective group, we can really move mountains. Thanks, Will. My pleasure. I've been speaking with Will Pelgrim, Chief Executive of the Center for Internet Security and Chairman of the Multi-State Information Sharing and Analysis Center. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. 
Thanks for listening.